Good morning. So just looking out there, you like you all look like people who want to see this world with a little less litter. But here's what you can do. You can stop saying these two words. I promise. Those two words contribute to the ever-growing pile of litter across this world. Promise after promise, broken. You hear it two ways. You, you hear it, I promise, and then you hear it, you promised. From politicians, from parents, from children. From husbands and wives, from siblings, from friends, from employees, from bosses. Broken eye promises litter the earth. You and I, we've contributed a little bit, I'm sure. How many times have you said, I promise, and it comes back to bite you? Because what you promised can't happen. You, you don't do it. Leaving the friend, the spouse, the, child, the child, the employee discouraged. But then how many times have you heard those words said to you? I promise. And, and you are the one feeling crushed and hurt. Because what the employee promised to do, they didn't. Or what the spouse said would be done, wasn't. And that child who promised that they would take care of that, <laughs> they did not. We don't need to go into specifics today, but you have your own plane in your head right now of promise after promise after promise broken, one at a time. Jesus spoke to this, right? He says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. In the Sermon on the Mount, Sally just read it, Matthew 5, we're going to start there. Matthew 5, verses 33 and following. Listen to what Jesus says. Matthew 5, beginning with verse 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. What you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than comes this anything more than this comes from evil. Don't take an oath. Don't promise. Just tell the truth. That's what Jesus is trying to get across here to the disciples. To us. I mean, things aren't much different today than they were when Jesus first spoke those words. People were breaking vows. People were breaking promises. They were using sacred language carelessly and casually. And you see... In our world 
Keeping promises builds trust because our world is broken. So, so keeping promises builds trust in a broken world. But Jesus says don't do them. He says don't make promises. Why? Because your word should be enough. As a follower of Jesus, your word alone should be enough. You see, people say I promise at the end of statements because truthfulness is so rare. So Jesus here says, you who follow me, you need to be different than most. It's hard. But as a follower of Jesus, let what you simply say be yes or no. So how are we doing as the body of Christ? Not great, right? We're no different than Peter or those other disciples. But for a few moments, we're going to leave them out of this, and, and we're going to see how we fail as the church, okay, as, as the body of, of Christ. Think about this. Every time there is a baptism, a confirmation, or a member joining a church, a promise is being made. A vow is being taken. In baptism, we say that we will renounce the devil and all his ways. How are we doing? In confirmation, we say that we would rather die than fall away from Christ. And then becoming members of, of a church, we promise to be faithful to the Word of God, to His sacraments. And to give of our time, our talents, and our monies to support the work of God in his church. Do you know who's standing right next to you and I as we make these commitments? Jesus is. He's standing right there beside us, listening Maybe tearing up a bit because he knows that not a single one of us will keep these. He knows that every promise we make is broken. But who's standing right next to us? Jesus. So we need to remember that, that Jesus is right beside us. And we need to remember who he is. He's, he's the Savior. Right? He's, he's not there to, to humiliate us. He's not there to, to rub it in when we break these promises. No, he's there to take it away. He's there to forgive. So we, like the disciples, need Jesus. We, like the disciples, need Jesus, which brings us to Peter. In that second reading today, Peter told Jesus on the night when the Christ was betrayed that he would never fall away. 
Jesus said, you will deny me three times this night before the rooster crows. Peter said, no. I promise. Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. I promise, Jesus, when things get tough, I'll be right by your side. I promise, Jesus, when change happens, I won't be afraid. When people say, I follow you, I'll stand up. And you say, you bet I do. I promise. But that's not how it goes for Peter, right? Now, Peter is, is one of the three disciples who made it as far to, to Jesus' trial. The others had run and scattered. Judas was somewhere returning money. And, and John was there. John was acquainted to the high priest. And so that's how he got in. And that's how Simon Peter then makes his way to where he's at. Listen to what John tells us in his book, John 18, verses 15 and 16. John 18, verses 15 and 16, it says this. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple, John. And since John was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside at the door. So then John, who was known by the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch out at the door and brought Peter in. So while Simon Peter is waiting outside in the courtyard, wondering what is going on, this servant girl who John sent to get Peter approaches him. And that's where we pick up the second gospel for today. Matthew 26, beginning with verse 69 here and looking at verse 69 and 70 it says this now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came up to him and said you also were with Jesus the Galilean but he denied it before them all saying I do not know what you mean so the servant girl said you also like the man who sent me to get you you were with Jesus. That's what she's saying right there. But what did Simon Peter do? No. He, he denied it. He denied it before them all. Everyone around him heard what this young servant girl said. But he didn't want any part of it. So, so what happened there to Peter? What happened to him? I'll be right there with you, Jesus. What happened to me? I'm not afraid. But now that he's called out, his promise to Jesus is broken. Strike one. Continue on. Verse 71. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him and said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it. With an oath, I do not know the man. Same thing, complete denial, but this time he added an oath. He swore. He promised. 
Another broken promise to stand strong. I promise you, he says this time, I promise you that I do not know him. Let your yes be yes. Your no be no. Strike two. Get to verse 73 here. After a little while, the bystanders came up to Peter and said, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. The trial continues on and on, and, and, and more people see Simon Peter. They, they come up to him, and, and they're talking to him, and, and say, you know him. You most definitely know him. We can tell by your accent, your speech gives you away. And now what happens to Simon Peter? He loses it. He knows. They've all figured it out. And he still denies it. So his response in his denial is anger. He swears and he yells curses at who? Himself. He's so broken down by what he's done. All he can do is still deny, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know the man. Strike three, and what do you hear? A rooster crow. His word is no good. He's broken his promise. And there in verse 35, excuse me, 75, it says that Peter remembered the saying of Jesus. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Well, we do the same thing. Weeping bitterly for broken promises to serve, love, and obey God? Broken promise after broken promise to our Lord. How many opportunities do we have to confess our Savior, and yet how often we pass them by in silence? And our silence denies Him. And then, isn't our fear the same? The fear of the death of others' respect? The fear of the death of their friendship? The fear of the death of our reputation? For what will others say about us if they know we're speaking up for Jesus? And so, the silence. The broken promises, saying like Peter, I do not know the man. Guilty. 
Guilty as charged. And so what do we do? We often run like Peter. Some run better than Peter. Some run like Peter. But we all run. We run because he knows. Right? He who stands by us as we make these promises, he who stands by us and tells us that our yes should be yes and our no should be no, he knows. Jesus knows, and so he knows now that our tears flow. Our guilt-filled, broken, promised tears flow. And if we would be left here, we'd be left beaten down to the ground, crying and left alone. But we're not, right? There's more. But, but we have to go back to Luke's account today to put this all together. We have to go back to Luke's account and see that Jesus had prayed about this moment for Peter. In Luke 22, verse 32, Jesus says to Peter, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. So while Matthew tells us that Simon Peter recalls the words of Jesus that he would deny him three times and leaves it at that, Luke shares that as that rooster was crowing, the Lord was there and he looked at Peter. And then Peter remembered those words and he went out and wept bitterly. Those tears of sadness and sorrow over broken promise after broken promise. There. But we can't take away from the importance of the look from Jesus to Peter. That look from Jesus to Peter was not one of, I told you so. It was not the look that a parent gives to the kid. That look from Jesus to Peter was one of, I've prayed for you. I knew this was coming. And then that look said, all of this is going to be taken care of soon. Yet Peter doesn't remember. He doesn't remember that Jesus prayed for him. He doesn't remember that, that Jesus intercedes for him. And he doesn't know what's coming to the Christ. We do. And still, all so often, we don't remember amidst our broken promises. We don't remember that the Christ looks upon us in love and mercy and grace and forgiveness. We don't remember that he's prayed for us. So it's important that, that we hear again, that we remember today that Jesus goes into his passion to be broken for our brokenness. You see, Jesus did not let the fear of death deter him. For though the Lord hates death, he despises it and he scorns it, he does not fear it. He came into this world to destroy it. 
He knows exactly where he's heading. He knows he's going to be lifted up. He knows that his arms are going to be extended and nails are going to be driven through him as he hangs upon the cross. And he knows he's going to do it to restore you and me and Peter and all his children. But Jesus also knows that the cross is not the end. It's just the beginning. It's the, just the beginning for us broken and unfaithful people who are forgiven and restored through faith in Christ. Faith is the gift that God gives to us. Faith trusts in Jesus, not in ourselves. Faith trusts in Jesus, the faith that, that Christ restores us. So no matter how far you or I have fallen, no matter how far we feel we are away from Christ, this gift of faith is yours from God through Christ right to you. Because Jesus paid it all. Jesus has restored all your brokennesses. Our broken promises do not result in his denial of us because we denied he died and rose again. He rose again, so we as his followers, we who believe this, daily have this amazing opportunity to grow and then go as his disciples. Is it hard? Yes. But covered in his amazing grace, we remember that we're called to be different than most. So together, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let's start doing our part today in cleaning up this world, in speaking in truth, in sharing the love of Jesus by promising less and letting what we say be simply yes or no. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.